This is Emmanuel God with us, the radio ministry of Emmanuel Lutheran Church in Twin Falls, Idaho. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Welcome to our Lord's house this morning as we gather together to worship Jesus, our Savior, who has conquered sin and death uh, for us. How, uh, how wonderful a, a Savior we have. This morning we begin by singing together our first song, Spirit of the Living God. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, O Almighty God, merciful Father, I, a poor, miserable sinner, confess unto you all my sins and iniquities, with which I have ever offended you, and justly deserved your temporal and eternal punishment. But I am heartily sorry for them, and sincerely repent of them. And I pray you of your boundless mercy, and for the sake of the holy, innocent, bitter sufferings and death of your beloved Son, Jesus Christ, to be gracious and merciful to me, a poor sinful being. Upon this your confession, I, by virtue of my office as a called and ordained servant of the word, announce the grace of God to all of you. And in the stead, and by the command of my Lord Jesus Christ, I forgive you all your sins, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Today is the 14th Sunday after Trinity Sunday. The appointed Old Testament reading is written in Proverbs, the fourth chapter. Hear, my son, and accept my words, that the years of your life may be many. I have taught you the way of wisdom. I have led you in the paths of, right, of uprightness. When you walk, your step will not be hampered, and if you run, you will not stumble. Keep hold of instruction. Do not let go. Guard her, for she is your life. 
Do not enter the path of the wicked, and do not walk in the way of the evil. Avoid it. Do not go on it. Turn away from it and pass on. For they cannot sleep unless they have done wrong. They are robbed of sleep unless they have made someone stumble. For they eat the bread of wickedness and drink the wine of violence. But the path of the righteous is like the light of dawn, which shines brighter and brighter until full day. The way of the wicked is like deep, deep darkness. They do not know over what they stumble. My son, be attentive to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Let them not escape from your sight. Keep them within your heart, for they are life to those who find them and healing to all their flesh. Keep your heart with all vigilance, for from it flow the springs of life. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The epistle is written in Galatians chapter 5. But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit, and the desires of the Spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things you want to do. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are evident, sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. I warn you, as I warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 17th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. On the way to Jerusalem, Jesus was passing along between Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered a village, he was met by ten lepers, who stood at a distance and lifted up their voices, saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. When he saw them, he said to them, Go and show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. Then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice, and he fell on his face at Jesus' feet, giving him thanks. Now he was a Samaritan. Then Jesus answered, We're not ten cleansed. Where are the nine? Was no one found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? And he said to him, Rise and go your way. Your faith has made you well. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. We sing together the creed song. 
Christ is risen. Hallelujah. Jesus is alive. Our text today from Luke chapter 17. Were not ten cleansed? Where are the nine? Was no one found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? 
And Jesus said to the man, rise and go your way. Your faith has healed you. These are the words of our text. God's grace and his mercy and his peace be multiplied to you now and forever through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. A few years ago, a kid from San Diego found a security flaw in Microsoft's Xbox One. The kid was five years old. And he saw what the experts missed. Seeing what others miss. That sums up our gospel reading for today. I read the story as our gospel just a couple of minutes ago. Ten men have leprosy. They see Jesus walking nearby and they all believe that Jesus is able to help them and they cry out all ten of them together in one voice because the leprosy has made their voices so hoarse that they can hardly talk. They, they cry out in one voice. They lift up their voices to Jesus and they pray, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And Jesus hears their prayers. He has mercy on them because it is the nature of Jesus to show mercy. He is slow to anger, abounding in love and mercy and kindness. The kingdom of Jesus, it is a kingdom of undeserved love. He shows love to the loveless that they might lovely be. And Jesus says to the ten lepers, go and show yourselves to the priests. And so they do. They obey Jesus. And Jesus blesses their obedience. And as they go to the priests, they are healed. Their bodies are made whole. In the Bible, God blesses obedience to his word. Sometimes we miss this. Often we forget it. God blesses obedience to his word. For example, the fourth commandment promises blessing to those who obey this word of God. You know the commandment. Honor your father and your mother. And the blessing for obedience, that you may live long upon the earth, that you may live long in the land you are about to possess, God told the people of Israel. There is blessing for obedience to God. Another example, in Psalm 1 we read, Blessed is the man who delights in the law of the Lord. He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in season, and its leaf does not wither. In all that he does, he prospers. The one who delights in the word of the Lord prospers. Okay, one more example. One more example of God blessing obedience to his word. It's in our Old Testament reading from this morning, a father tells his son to accept the word of the Lord and promises him long life in return for his obedience. Then the father says to his son, My son, be attentive to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Let them not escape from your sight. 
Keep them within your heart, for they are life to those who find them, and healing to all their flesh. Keep your heart with all vigilance, for from it flow the springs of life. The father shares wisdom with his son. He tells him that there is blessing in obedience to the word of God. And we see this in the ten lepers in our gospel reading. They obey Jesus. Luke writes down what happened. As they went, they were cleansed. Jesus told them, go show yourselves to the priests, and they do. And obedience brought cleansing and health and wholeness to these men. There is blessing in obedience to Jesus. This is important for us to learn this morning. God blesses you and me when we are obedient to his word. And disobedience to God's word brings just the opposite. It brings God's displeasure. It brings God's condemnation. It brings God's wrath when we disobey his word. Disobedience brings hardship and wretchedness and God's curse upon you and me. Look at the example of Pharaoh in the Old Testament. Pharaoh disobeyed God's word, and his land was stricken with ten plagues. He opposed God, and it cost Pharaoh his life. There's a warning here for all the nations on the face of the earth. There is a warning here for you and me. When you reject God and you ignore his word and you disobey him, there are consequences for your disobedience. Where there is disobedience, Jesus calls for repentance. And where there is disobedience, Jesus forgives. He casts out your sin as far as the east is from the west. He will not cast you away from his presence. He restores to you and me the joy of his salvation. Listen to Psalm 51. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit. A broken and contrite heart, O God, you will not despise. When we disobey the Lord, we repent. We return to him in sorrow for our sin, and we hear him tell us that we are forgiven. So, obedience to God's word brings blessing. Now, we need to be clear about something here. Our obedience will not bring us salvation. Our obedience does not bring us salvation from sin and death and the power of the devil. Our obedience can't take away our sin. Our obedience to Jesus will not save us from death. Only, obedient, only the obedience of Jesus can make us holy. Only the death of Jesus can accomplish our salvation. Only the resurrection of Jesus can give you and me everlasting life. The blessing of salvation for you and me is the result of Jesus' mercy and grace. So let's go back to the ten men with leprosy. When they saw Jesus, they saw someone who could help them. They must have heard the stories about Jesus, his power to heal the sick, and they believe that Jesus can heal them from their leprosy. And they see him as a great healer, a miracle man, a man with 
authority over all things, even illness. And they are right. Jesus is all of those things. And Jesus healed them. He healed all ten of them. And as they are obeying Jesus, and as they are going to the priest, they are cleansed. Now, why does Jesus tell them that? Why does he tell them to go and show themselves to the priest? Well, it goes all the way back, all the way back to the book of Leviticus in the Old Testament. It goes all the way back to chapter 14 in Leviticus, and there it says that if someone is healed from leprosy, they are to go to show themselves to the priest. And the priest will examine them to make sure that all of the leprosy is gone. And if that is the case, then the priest will allow them back into the community of the people of Israel. Because leprosy was a disease that meant you had to be quarantined or kept apart from the people because it was a very contagious disease. So you, if you were healed, you would go show yourself to the priest, and the priest would say, okay, you can come back. No more quarantine, no more social distancing, no more loneliness. Well, I can't, no more masks. I just had to say it. Although they're trying to bring them back. But the priest would say, now you're healed. Now you're back. Back at home, back at work, back in the community of Israel. And this healing is a big deal, a huge blessing. And it is the priest who lets you back in to the community. And so all ten men see Jesus as someone who could help them, and they were right, and he did. But one of them, one of them sees something more in Jesus. Jesus is more than Miracle Max. Jesus is more than just a great man. He is true God, and he is worthy of thanksgiving. He is worthy of worship. He is worthy of divine praise. And one of the ten, when he is healed, he realizes who Jesus is, and he turns back. He turns back and returns to Jesus, praising God with a loud voice that shows you the healing is complete. Remember all ten lift up their voices, crying out to Jesus in hoarseness, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. And now this man returns with a strong voice. The healing of Jesus is complete. The leprosy is gone. And he falls on his face at Jesus' feet, and he gives thanks to God. And he worships Jesus as Lord. And this man sees what the other nine miss. And Jesus commends the man. He says, were not ten cleansed? Where are the nine? Was no one found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? And Jesus says to the man, rise and go your way. Your faith has made you well. Let's bring this home to you and me. When you look at Jesus, who do you see? A great teacher? And that he is. And more. A miracle worker, and that he is, and more. A prophet of God, and that he is, and more. Jesus is all of that and more. He is true God. He is true man. He is the Son of God. He is the Savior of all. He is the Lord of creation. He has authority over all things, 
He is the second person of the Trinity. And he is worthy of praise, and he is worthy of worship. So why don't people come to worship Jesus? One reason is they miss who Jesus is. He is God with us, the Savior of the nations, the Prince of Peace, the everlasting God, the Lord of Lords, the King of Kings, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. But they don't see who Jesus is. When you believe in Jesus as Lord and Savior, you worship him. You listen to him. You eat his body and you drink his blood. You come to his house. You praise him. You thank him. You worship him. When you don't see who Jesus is, you don't worship him. You don't come to his house. In our text, only one man of the ten comes back to Jesus. Only one man sees who Jesus is, Lord and God and Savior. Only one man sees what the other nine miss. And Jesus notices. Jesus notices that this one man comes back. Then Jesus answered, Were not ten cleansed? Where are the nine? Was no one found to return and give thanks to God except this foreigner? And he said to him, Rise and go your way. Your faith has made you well. Jesus notices the other nine. He notices those who don't come back to worship him, to praise him, to thank him for the healing. Jesus asks, Where are the nine? This morning, Jesus asks, Where are the others? Are not all forgiven? Are not all healed from sin and death and the power of the devil? Where are the baptized? Where are the confirmed? Why aren't they here? Now Jesus knows that some are sick. Some are homebound. Some must work. But not all. Jesus notices. Where are the others? And Jesus speaks to them and says, Come to me. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. He has forgiveness for the wounded soul, the burdened conscience, the guilty sinner. He has life for those bound by the chains of death. He has forgiveness and life for you. I find it interesting. It's interesting that Jesus doesn't revoke his healing of the other nine. He is gracious and merciful, slow to anger, abounding in steadfast love, and his healing remains with the other nine, even though they don't return to Jesus. They are healed by the mercy of Jesus, and he continues to be merciful to them. But Jesus also notices those who come back those who come to thank and praise and worship him. He notices those who park in the pew on Sunday morning. He notices those who believe in him, who love him, who fear him, obey him, and trust in him above all things. He commends them. He praises their faith in him. 
Jesus praises the one who came back to him. Think about this. The other nine are all made whole by the mercy of Jesus. But what Jesus says to this man is different. Jesus distinguishes the Samaritan from the other nine. This man saw what the others missed. He believed what they dismissed. And Jesus praises him for his faith. Rise and go your way. Your faith has made you whole. How sweet to be praised by Jesus. What joy to see in Jesus what others miss. How good it is to pray praise and give thanks to Jesus. How blessed to be forgiven by the Savior. When our obedience is lacking, when our thankfulness is shallow, when our faith is weak, when our worship is empty. For with the Lord is unfailing love. His blood covers a multitude of our sins. His blood washes you, heals you, and makes you whole. In Jesus' name, amen. Now may the peace of God that passes all understanding keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord to life everlasting. Amen. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Indeed. Alleluia. Jesus, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen.